0: School can be tough. We'll help you navigate some of the areas you need help with, including the college preparation process by providing advice for families. Every student is different and has a unique path. That's why we created this podcast. Our innovative and intentional approach builds confidence in the individual student. Listen each week to find out how students can score better on college placement tests with techniques and methods that build confidence, beat test anxiety, and identify strengths within each student. Your listening to simply smarter with hosts caleb and jill check out our blog at getsmarterprep.com for more college prep related topics
1: Have you ever wondered what a good ACT score really is? On today's episode, we will be tackling just that. We're going to break down what a good to great ACT score is and how it applies to today's students. I'm your host, Jill Purcell, and this is my colleague and the president of Get Smarter Prep, Caleb Pierce.
0: Hey, y'all. How are you?
1: Oh, y'all.
0: I know. I, I, I've i been trying to bring y'all into my lexicon. I just oh, think that it, it, it just kind of makes sense. It does? I'm not Southern in any way. No, you're not. But I I just kind of like y'all. Oh, okay. I'm bringing it to KC. All
1: right. I mean, some people come up from Texas, Oklahoma, so it's a thing.
0: People who are smart and know better they oh, come up to KC, right?
1: Well, I came down. I mean, I'm from True. South Dakota, so. True.
0: And I'm from Denver.
1: It was very northern, you know. <laughs> you betcha. I like it. <laughs> if you can say y'all, I can say, you know. And big. You guys. Don't you know? (laughs) I like it. Anyway. Welcome,
0: guys. We're so glad to be with you.
1: (laughs) Podcast number two. We are happy to be here. We're going to talk about what a good ACT score is. Let's
0: start. Yeah, let's dive in
1: what is a good ACT score? Can oh my gosh.
0: I get that question like almost nonstop. Like okay. I hear it all the time and it, and it's not just here, but even when I worked in higher ed for, mm-hmm. for 11 years before Get Smarter Prep, people would always say, Hey, what is a good ACT score? And it's so relative. Like right. it just depends on each student and what your goals are and all that. So we hope to help you kind of manage that process and understand mm-hmm. what that goal is uh, and help you kind of get moving in the right direction for that goal. Yeah. Right.
1: I like yeah. Let's like do it. it. Yeah. Excellent. I hear all the time actually what a good ACT score is. You do? Let's see if this is a mythbuster or not. <laughs> ready for it? I'm ready. I a 30.
0: <laughs> oh, I just want I want 30? a 30. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think about 85% of students who come to Get Smarter Prep mm-hmm. say that. Yeah. And clearly, a 30 is not achievable for everybody. Or even if we could, with a lot of time and energy, maybe it still doesn't make any sense for what a student wants to achieve. Right. 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 So, for context. hmm Again, I'm all about context. Let's yeah. make sure we're looking at what makes sense for the student. But how a student does on the ACT is compared to how all their peers do on the test, right? Right. So they're, they use a basic bell curve that we learned way back in the day, and they are looking at scores based upon that. And how you do, based upon everyone else, is mm-hmm. how you get your score. Okay. So a 30, for instance, yes. is the 94th percentile for college-bound students. That's super high. Oh, my gosh. That means only 6% of students nationwide will score a 30 or higher on the ACT.
1: Right. And that is college-bound students. So that's not everybody in your class.
0: Yeah, another big misconception, right? Mm -hmm. So not not every high school graduate is going on to college, and really it's... Actually, only about forty percent are going on to college right, of the, right away. Okay, so the population that you're testing and that this is based upon is just very different than what you're seeing in school. So the middle fifty percent of twenty-one, for instance, right. is you're doing better than half of students going to college, and not as well as half the other half that are that are going to college. But you're probably more like the seventy fifth. 80th percentile mm-hmm. of high school graduates
1: okay so, so what is this 21 you mentioned
0: yeah so it, it's one of those benchmarks that we kind of like to assess and look at uh, when we're when we're kind of preparing uh, 21 is that national average it's that, okay. that, that, that median score um. In in, again, that's the national average. To mm-hmm. be completely mm-hmm. precise, and again, that's how they're creating their their scale. Right. That's why this weird thing from two to thirty six actually exists is because they are they're structuring it in a way that that kind of fits this bell curve, and that mm-hmm. twenty one happens to be the very top peak of that curve.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: So what about what about here in some of our local places, or yeah. even in Kansas? What about, what's Kansas. our state? I'll tell you. Okay.
1: Kansas average twenty one point seven. So, okay. yeah, right there, yeah. right there with that a national, bit national, a little bit higher. Um, in the Johnson County School District, uh, we have three different schools, uh, school districts. Blue Valley is going to come out on top at 25.4, Olesa School District is 23.8, and Shawnee Mission at 22.7. So, all above uh, Kansas average yeah. and national average. That's yeah. fantastic. And,
0: and that's the three big ones here in Johnson County, that's right? That's the three yeah. big ones, yeah. Yeah, yeah on impressive. the Kansas side. Mm
1: hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Even more impressive, again, mm-hmm. are these private schools. Yeah. Right? We have we have so many great schools in the KC area. We do. Uh, but some of these private schools, these scores are pretty impressive. What are they those, Jill? Are.
1: Notre Dame de Sion is 27.1. Rockhurst is 26.5. Wow. St. Teresa is 27. And the Barstow School is 28. Wow. That's fantastic.
0: That is really, really solid. Really good. Oh, my gosh. Let's put that in context. Yeah. <laughs> the 28 for Barstow?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: A 28 is actually the 87th percentile. Wow. No, I take that back. It's the 90th percentile. Whoa. Holy cow.
1: That's fantastic. That means
0: that their average student is doing better than 90% of students going to college.
1: (laughs) Really great resources here in Kansas City. Great work, guys. (laughs) Woo. Fantastic. Fantastic.
0: So, so basically this context matters. We want to make sure that we're, we're begin at this place. Like if you have a 17, a 30 probably isn't a good goal for, for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas again, if you were a 29, maybe a 30 isn't a good goal for you either. Not because it's so low, but maybe it's not going to get you anything more. What right. Do you mean? So we want, again, we have the context of the test itself, but let's also let's really kind of dig into the things, the things mm-hmm. that actually matter when we're mm-hmm. setting our goal. And that's going to be looking at college admission rates and. And what that that kind of middle fifty percent of each school looks like. Yep. And then also, of course, scholarships, because who turns right. away free money? I don't. Yeah.
1: Everybody wants free free yes, scholarship please. money for college. College is expensive, guys. You guys,
0: college is expensive.
1: There's my northern accent again. You can say y'all. Y'all. Hey y'all. College <laughs> is expensive.
0: <laughs> no, I don't have any other southern to me, it's just y'all. <laughs>
1: Fixing two. <laughs> That's a good one.
0: That is a good one. Fix it, too. All right. We are
1: mind. fixing to look at uh, the college acceptance average ACT scores for admittance. Um,
0: yeah, let's look local. What yeah. About, what about KU? What about KU? It's only 30, 45 minutes down the road.
1: Yeah, it's close. That's where my kids are going. Go yep. <laughs> not too far away from mommy. Oh, yes. <laughs> Just kidding. They can go anywhere they are not. They want to, but my fingers are crossed. But gross. really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, 23 to 28 is the average yeah. Okay, you.
0: That's that middle 50%. Mm-hmm. Colleges love talking in terms of this, whether you're looking at ACT scores or GPA or whatever else. They're looking at that middle 50%. That mm-hmm. means the bulk of their students, their 50% is right there in that range. They're going to be 20 20- Twenty-five percent lower and twenty-five percent higher. Okay, but we always encourage students to kind of, kind of find those good fit schools Mm -hmm. where their scores are in that middle fifty percent. In the middle, gives them a really good shot. Good shot at getting accepted. Yes, Um, and probably a good fit academically as well.
1: Mm -hmm. I like that. Okay. What about TCU, Texas Christian University? Yeah, that's one
0: of those that we hear a lot around yeah. here. TCU and sometimes SMU; those get lumped together. Okay. And sometimes Baylor, right? But uh, we're gonna let, let's start, look at TCU and SMU in particular. So mm-hmm. TCU, their average their average scores that middle fifty percent is twenty five to thirty.
1: Okay, a little Ooh. bit higher than KU. Yeah,
0: a little bit higher. <laughs> and what is that twenty five? Do you know what that percentile is? The seventy eighth percentile. Yeah, still, all the way up to that ninety fourth percentile. So, mm-hmm. so again, students are doing really well on their ECTs uh, if they're heading to TCU mm-hmm. now keep that in mind what I just said 25% of students are scoring below that 25 mm-hmm. so students in the the low 20s maybe yeah. even a high high teens if they have a great resume and other other supporting pieces yeah um
1: What about the other supporting pieces? So you have a great resume. You have a good GPA. Your
0: GPA, your strength of schedule. Maybe you had a great interview. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe your essay is just amazing. Right. Um, All these extracurricular activities, leadership, those can Mm -hmm. really play a big piece in, in the admission puzzle as well.
1: All right. Very good. Very good. So SMU, we were talking about that a little bit. I don't think we ever got to the acceptance rate. Yeah. 28 to 32.
0: Yeah, 28 so a little, to 32 a little bit higher. It is. So it would be what I would consider a selective school. Okay. Um, and then we'll, we'll talk about some highly selective here in a little bit. Right? Okay.
1: So when you say selective, is there a difference between maybe selective and elite? Would you say there's a difference or are they about the same?
0: Yeah, so that selective, anytime we kind of see that that 20 in the 20s there at the beginning, I would call it a selective school. Okay. Personally. Highly selective is when we were talking about schools with a, an average score of 32 or higher. Ooh. And, and we'll see a couple of those here in just a mm-hmm. few. So SMU, again, that middle 50%, 28 to 32. TCU and SMU usually fall in together. And if, if a student's looking at one, usually they're looking at the other. Yeah. And then once they go and actually visit, one of them will get dropped pretty quickly because they're very different schools different fields on campus yeah Uh, so it just depends on that student preference Mm -hmm. what
1: about um nashville
0: Ooh, a little belmont Mm -hmm. yeah there's a lot of great schools in nashville but Mm -hmm. but let's talk about belmont okay um a lot of students in this area are are, have been mentioning an interest in, in belmont they've Again, they're right there in, in the heart of Nashville, so there's yeah. so many opportunities with internships and whatever else, but great opportunities in, in the music production field and in cool. music in general. Podcasting? <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> this is part of their class, probably.
1: Oh, that'd be oh, so cool. <laughs> Do we get an A? <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> so so Belmont's average scores are, are 24 to 29. Okay. So again, getting there in the, the mid-20s would really set you up pretty well to, mm-hmm. to get accepted uh, at Belmont.
1: Very good. What about Northwestern?
0: Yeah. So so Northwestern is one of those that I was referring to earlier, what I would call highly selective. It's okay. probably in the top 20 most selective, maybe top 30 most selective schools across the country. And, and a lot of students in our area are, are trying to shoot for the stars and get... Into these schools that are really going to help them uh, and challenge them along the way. And Northwestern, their average score is actually 32 to 34. Ooh. Ooh. We're talking Ooh. 97th to 99th percentile, yeah. right? Pretty well. I wild. mean,
1: if you're getting in there, that's awesome.
0: Yeah, you've done a lot of things really well, apparently. And right? that's
1: very similar to Notre Dame.
0: Yeah, Notre Dame. Uh, and again, a lot of our students, n- not just at the, the the Catholic schools in the city, but really even in our Blue Valley districts or Shining Mission or wherever else, there are students who are, are I mean, there's just so much tradition at yeah. Notre Dame and, yeah, there is. and and a lot of family ties and things like that. So mm-hmm. some great opportunities uh, there if you are scoring very, very well. yeah, 32 to 34 range. Yes. Again. Real
1: quick story. I had a high school friend uh, who was on the crew team. She went to Notre Dame her freshman year. She, I, I clearly remember she got a 32 and I was so excited for her. Um, she ended up only going one year, but it was very exciting that she she went there, and her yeah. sister actually graduated from there as well. So
0: That's pretty awesome.
1: Yeah, you know her name. Made it Irish.
0: family. Yeah, <laughs> Made it a family event.
1: Yeah, like absolutely.
0: And then the one other one that I just want to briefly touch on, uh, actually two more, mm-hmm. and, and they're kind of in that same score range, um, what I would consider selective, is Santa Clara out in California. Oh, Cali. Uh, yeah, let's, let's head out.
1: Take a road trip. <laughs> Who wants Ooh, to come? <laughs>
0: road trip. That means you're driving Across like Colorado and Utah. Yeah. mm,
1: Well, spring.
0: It's doable. Let's it's do it. doable. Let's go. Let's just get on a
1: plane. Never mind. <laughs> <Okay>.
0: <laughs> better. I my mind. So, so Santa Clara is very popular these days and uh, their average scores are the 28 to 32. Mm-hmm. Uh, University of Virginia go in the other direction. There's a few more trees if you drive yes. east than okay. if you drive west. Um, University of Virginia is one of those public schools that is at, well, pretty select, selective, kind of like a Michigan or a UCLA or Cal yep. Berkeley or okay. UT or whatever it may be. Sure. Um, and there. Their average scores in that twenty-nine to thirty-three range. Okay,
1: so a little bit more selective, like yeah. you said. Absolutely. What about scholarships? Oh, so we yes. know what it kind of takes for that middle fifty acceptance rate for all of these uh, schools that we talked about. What about scholarship brackets and levels, and and how does your ACT score reflect on your scholarships?
0: Yeah, let, let's let's cut back to KU again and that good mm-hmm. local local um, example. So students who go to KU, um, one. Tuition isn't quite as high if you're an in-state student, right? Nice. So their scholarships aren't going to be as significant or as large. And what we have here and what we'll talk about are actually in-state tuition mm-hmm. and in-state scholarships, not what you would get if you live in Iowa or right. you live in New York or wherever mm-hmm. it may be, mm-hmm. right? So if a student scores a 24 on the ACT... And Has a 3.7 G75 GPA, okay, they'll actually start receiving some scholarship money. Nice, right? so you'll get a thousand dollars per year. Mm-hmm. And then if you have a 25 and a 3.5 GPA, then you start getting that same scholarship. Okay. So just a little bit lower GPA, a touch higher ACT, mm-hmm. and it starts kind of paying dividends,
1: mm-hmm. right? What about a little bit of a higher scholarship?
0: Yeah, so that 28 on the ACT and a 3.5 will actually double your scholarship money to 2,000. Wow, a 31 and 3.75 will jump you another $2,000 to 4,000 a year. Mm-hmm. And a 32 and a 3.85 gets you 5 grand a year.
1: Okay, so let's talk about the GPA for a little bit because yeah. I see uh, 3.75 on here twice. But one's an ACT score of 24 and the other other is an ACT score of 31.
0: Mhm. So that's yeah. a, that's
1: a big ACT that's a jump. Big, right? A big
0: difference, right? Yeah. So uh, basically they the institutions are coming up with their own scales and they're, they're trying to figure out like, Hey, what is the sweet spot? How do I, how do we maximize enrollment essentially mm-hmm. and and they've just kind of determined that a 24 and 3.75 and a 25 and 3.5 kind of mean the same thing mm-hmm. for their for their population so they've kind of offered the same scholarship amount for that whereas then it, as that gpa is still really high you then have to jump up quite a few points yeah, seven points on the act scale to get that extra that seems like, three like a three grand a year yeah it is a lot
1: and yeah it sure. takes some,
0: take some work for sure
1: it does it does
0: the, the other thing i like to point out at this point is when did we say a 30? We didn't. 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 A 30 doesn't get you anything more than a 28.
1: You're so right.
0: So if you have a 27, your goal should be either a 28. One point or a 31 yeah like a 30 literally means nothing nothing (laughs) because you're gonna get accepted already (laughs) yes so it again it's about making sure that you're targeting what's important and that's enrollment Mm -hmm. and then of course your career in the long run
1: right at the the college that you want to go to right exactly not where your friends go
0: (laughs) very true tricky. We also what, talked about TCU earlier. We
1: did. We did. So, 29 on your ACT with a 3.69 on your GPA. Holy moly. It's going to get you $10,000 a year.
0: Yeah, we are we are talking the 93rd percentile though. I mean, okay. fair enough. Scholarships don't even begin until you're in the top 7% of scores on the ACT.
1: Okay, here's the and 30. And
0: 3.69. Here's the 30 no, for here. TCU. Here it is.
1: Okay. You jump 4 grand a year. You have a 3.75 GPA and you have your 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 big 30, right? $14,000. 14, 14 a grand year. a year.
0: That's pretty solid.
1: That's solid.
0: So TCU is a is a private school, so it is if you look at the the actual cost, it's, it's kind of pricey, mm-hmm. but $14,000. I I challenge any high school kid to find a part-time job where they're going to make the equivalent <laughs> End up fourteen thousand over four years, so fifty six thousand yeah. dollars. in a part time job.
1: Well, if you make that doing a part time job,
0: what are you doing? <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Yes,
1: maybe maybe some better choices. <laughs> what about a full scholarship, full tuition?
0: So at TCU, you have to score thirty four or higher in well, order to achieve a full okay. full tuition scholarship. But um, so again top top one percent 99th percentile there and then 31 and 33 there are actually some pretty good jumps in there too so again from a 29 to a 33 you go up four points mm-hmm. and you actually more than double your scholarship from ten thousand a year which is mm-hmm. a lot yes. to 21 grand a year
1: yeah and that might be the difference of you know going there or going to a different school oh
0: yeah that's Definitely. huge
1: i mean you have to think about your future and how you're going to pay off all these student loans
0: right so true
1: Absolutely. Okay. Well, what about, go back to Belmont University in Nashville.
0: So so Belmont is kind of a cross between the two that we talked about, KU and TCU. Mm-hmm. And that Belmont, uh, their scholarships begin at a 27. So it's kind of in between. And then they actually only have three tiers that they kind of demonstrate. Again... Sometimes colleges are not fully upfront, and mm-hmm. they don't disclose everything as clear as we would like. Uh, Ku does a great, great job, for instance, where they just have a matrix, and you just find yeah. your GPA and your ACT score, and boom, they spit out the number of how Done. much money you're going to get. Yeah, right?
1: and you can just find that online.
0: Yep. Generally. All, yeah, generally, mm-hmm. yeah. If it's there. It's generally fairly easy to find. Okay. If, it, if you don't find it right off the bat, it may be because they just don't disclose that information. And how do you find out that information? So then once you go through the entire application process and you're admitted, that's when they will make an actual scholarship uh, and financial aid uh, package award at that point.
1: Okay. Good to know. Yep.
0: So, so, Belmont, their, their scholarship started at 27, and this is where we get into the oh, it's kind of ambiguous. If you have a 27 and a 3.7 GPA, you're going to get between 3,000 and 10,000 a year.
1: Well, there's right? a-
0: quite a range.
1: <laughs> quite a range there. So,
0: so, especially when we start looking at private schools, they're going to look at admissions and financial aid on a more holistic uh, note. And some of it may be need-based. So if you are a lower income family, they may give you the full amount. Mm-hmm. Or maybe if you're low, if you're the high end, maybe you'll get the low amount, right? Okay. Or it could also have to do with other pieces. And and again, there's so much in predictive modeling and everything else in higher ed, just like any big business mm-hmm. essentially, right? Where they are gonna be determining, like, hey, how much do we think it'll take to get a student like you to come to Belmont okay. or said university. Sure. So it's again kind of a weird world. But but um, it, it is what it is, and unfortunately, that's what we're, we're going to be functioning from, right? I guess. So then a 30 gets you additional scholarship money, maybe even up to a full tuition scholarship, and then 34 higher, again, is just going to even get you even more money from there. Oh,
1: that'd be so great. Yeah. would be all right. Yeah, so really, that, that infamous 30 is it's there.
0: Yeah, we, we busted that myth. I think we did. Right, it's
1: there, but it's just you know maybe you only Depends need a twenty-eight, on the maybe need a thirty-one. Yeah, yep. so take a look at your schools. Um, how do you figure out what uh you know what your baseline score is for your ACT without everybody else figuring out right being sent to all these schools?
0: Okay, so we offer practices every Saturday morning uh, for anybody in the community, mm-hmm. so they can come in and get established that baseline and know how they're doing.
1: And it's and not shared with anybody else. It's not
0: shared with anybody else. And we think. It's pretty difficult to know how to get to your goal. If your goal is a thirty, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. How do you get there? It's going to look very different if you have a twenty-eight compared to if you have a twenty-two, right? It's just right. going to take a lot more time and energy if you have that it twenty-two. Is. If you have the guts to get to go for it, right? Mm-hmm. So, we want to make sure we have that good baseline. And the other thing that I want to cautious families out out there about is um, ACT and College Board have been cracking down on this a lot lately, where. A student, basically, they have all this technology, and they're looking at all the data points in the classroom where the student has taken the test. And Mm -hmm. and this happens most often when a student has sees a significant jump. So they took a test as their baseline, but it was a maybe in September, right? and then they go and really study and they take the december test Mm -hmm. and they kill it right they just they went up six points fantastic You jump you start applying to all of your colleges you get accepted in the fall and then act says oh that was too big of a jump we think you cheated no way now you have to resubstantiate your score that higher six point jump what and if you don't they can rescind your scholarship, they can rescind your your score and tell colleges that, hey, they didn't really have the score and now maybe your admittances will go away.
1: That's not fair. Right?
0: And the really annoying part is it typically takes six to eight months after you've taken the test for them to actually send this letter out to you. Oh, man. So another great reason to get a baseline with us because, again, it's not going to go to colleges. Nobody's going to expect to see it, but it does give us that same data point and allows us to make sure we have a good game plan.
1: Right. So then when you take the ACT for the first time and it counts it's your true score you're safe you don't have to worry about it exactly awesome so every saturday at both of our locations i love that so after we've taken that baseline uh we have that baseline score for our act next we have to look at what our test dates to figure out what's a good test date for each student
0: yeah absolutely it's gonna look different for everybody the two big things that we base that test date a decision on And again This is maybe A little foreshadowing For next week mm-hmm. It's going to be Making sure that we are uh, looking at extracurricular activities and we are looking at the student's curriculum, particularly mm-hmm. in math. Mm-hmm. Um, Why in math? That, that is the one section of the ACT where students are maybe learning a little bit more in high school. That'll help them. Okay. Um, so basically based upon the Algebra 2 class. So if a student is taking Algebra 2 as a sophomore, mm-hmm. they're going to be ready for any of the tests during junior year. Okay. But if they're taking Algebra 2 as a junior, they probably need to wait a little bit. Finish and, that up first. And, yeah. Get Wait until the, the springtime to take that test. Mm. I like it. I like so, it.
1: So yeah, make sure you know what your goals are, yeah, right?
0: That's a big part of it for ACT sure. ACT score. And, and make sure that goal, that goal makes sense.
1: Yeah. Yeah. For the student, um, look at your colleges, see what their scholarship brackets are, see what their admittance, uh, averages are, mm-hmm. see if you're fitting within those, um, you know, and, and we can help you.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we, we offer small group classes, uh, based upon your score, um, and then we also have one on one tutoring where we can help a student with whatever schedule they may have. Um, yeah. We have tutors available uh, Sunday through Saturday. Yeah. Um, and you can tutor
1: with Caleb right now. You can hear his voice for an hour and a half to two hours a week. And I promise the I won't podcast. put you to sleep
0: like maybe I am right now.
1: No way. No way. Perfect. All right. Well, anything else that you want to throw in there, Caleb?
0: No. Well, uh, just if if any of you have questions and you want to learn more about the process or get the process started, uh, feel free to reach out. I mean, Mm -hmm. uh, myself and our staff, we we want to make sure that everybody is moving in the right direction and we want to be able to answer any questions that you may have.
1: Absolutely. hundred percent agree. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Simply Smarter Podcast with Caleb and Jill. If you like our show and want to know more, check out our blog at GetSmarterPrep.com or subscribe to the podcast to hear us talk about all things ACT. Join us next week when we talk about the importance of choosing the correct test date.